can't believe that you haven't seen it Love it so much you really gotta stream it Let me tell you every line right now I can quote the whole thing since I was 12 Maybe your mom told you no She said she wouldn't give you And welcome to another episode of Movies We Missed. I am your host, Brandon Greenhouse, joined by my lovely co-host, Jane Jackie Hammer. And before we get into the episode this week, I do want to let you know, if you want to keep tabs on us between apps, you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on threads, at Movies We Missed. Uh, Jane, how are you doing this this crisp uh, beginning of December day? Mm, I'm doing great i mean you and i we have been in the holiday spirit for a while since we are this is our what our third holiday movie that we're recording it's our fourth it's our fourth man we're doing a lot this season but that's what we do we deliver to our listeners so we deliver the goods Um, we deliver the bads mm -hmm, um And also, this is a really momentous episode because we actually, this year, we ended up with five holiday movies just because that's how everything rolled out. We ended up with five Decembers um, to record (laughs) on this week. Five, five, sorry, five weeks in December to record on. So we ended up with five weeks. It's the day. It's the release day. Uh, We have five release days in December. We have five release days in December. So Jane and I each picked uh, two movies and then we had a bonus movie. And for the bonus movie... We put the we put the choice in the hands of our listeners over on Instagram. And if you're wondering right now, like, oh, my God, why wasn't I included in that? You could have been. You could have been. All you mm-hmm. had to do was follow mm-hmm. us at Movies We Missed and pay attention to what's going on on those stories. Like, we got a lot of good yeah. content coming out, comedic, informative, mm-hmm. uh, thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we did for the first time, which was really fun, was we sort of let the listeners decide what our fifth and final holiday movie was going to be. And I am excited because we're going to reveal that at the end of this episode. So just mm-hmm. just, just stay attached. Just stay glued to your seat. You don't want to miss a minute <laughs> of this tuned. episode. And you mm-hmm. don't want to miss um, a minute of... Uh, at the end where we're gonna just and don't skip ahead either you gotta go you gotta take your take your, your sweet with the bitter <laughs> I, feel like you're, I, I feel like you're giving them ideas look if you press play on this episode it's presumably because you wanted to listen to it do it so let's uh, let's hope that we uh, can grab you and do our best oh, not grab you. to keep you uh, consensually I mean grab me by the e- grabbing by the ears why amber alert no one's a minor I mean there could be minor listening we have no control over that but there are minors assuming, in the world jane i'm assuming everyone who's listening is over 18 why why are you assuming i don't know that? that's actually 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 that's not true i know we i know personally we do have some um minor listeners which sounds what do you bad mean but personally some, because you friends with minors that listen to the podcast no, I have friends with kids who listen. Oh, well, and shout out to the kids out there. The kids, you know, MWM, Movies We Missed, we yes. we love the kids. We give back to the community regularly. Um, we don't do anything. But I will say, um, shout out to you for not subscribing to um, parental guidance standards, because there is no way this is like less than NC-17. But we are happy to... Why did you give me that face? You think you think this podcast is appropriate for children? No, I just didn't like the way you said we don't give back to the community. I give back all oh. the time. 
I'd love to hear some of the things you're doing in the community. And actually, this is the time to talk about it since during the holiday season, we chat a lot uh, as a society, chat a lot about giving back to those in need. So yeah, please a lot share. of fake people like to bring it up during the holiday season, but the real ones <laughs> give annually throughout the year weekly i was baby, just literally baby oh, you're go. bringing it up during the holiday season so essentially <sighs> you're calling yourself a fake one but please go ahead here we go no you are you're the fake one <laughs> i give back constantly i was waving at some kids earlier today they were walking with their parents I'm sorry. I, for those of you who are listening, no, the sound didn't cut out. I was waiting for Brandon to. Did you not hear what I said up. about waving at the kids and I, saying hello? You think waving at children is giving back? I think that's helping out. I think that's like contributing to just an overall sort of like milieu. Um, and uh, yeah, absolutely. An overall, an overall what milieu? Okay. Can you define that for the audience, please? Like, like a milieu, like, like an environment, like you're a part of like, it's, it's a social environment. It's the backdrop. It's a setting. It's a vibe being okay. in the neighborhood, you know, Hey, okay. what's going on? How are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. happy Halloween. I have, I have heard that word before. I think it's a French word, but I've never really it been clear French. on the definition. So I appreciate you sharing like doing that and sharing it with us. Absolutely. Once um, again, giving back to the community. If there's a kid listening, they just heard the word milieu pronounced and they got a definition well, of it. So they can now contribute to the milieu and elevate their friends and the tots at school. <laughs> if, that's the, if that's the case, then I'm also giving back. because I've I'm, never seen I you wave s- at anyone before. You, I you, wave at everyone. I say hello. I start conversations. I talk to people who don't want to talk to me all the time. Also, I walked by someone and I was like, oh my God, it's cold. It's colder inside than outside. I said that earlier because the, the mm. heat wasn't working when I was passing through Target. And they were like, yeah, you're right. And they had a kid <laughs> near them. So, And you were telling me earlier you spoke with someone at the gym and that was a good um, exchange. And we did. Yeah, we complained sort of about a, a piece of equipment that was broken together. So like there's so many so ways you, to so, be a part so of let it. Me just, I just let me just simplify this for our audience. Ugh. Brandon is saying that speaking to anybody... <laughs> is an act of charity when when he speaks to people it is an act of charity when you put it <laughs> like I that just, when i put it like that baby that's the whole thing i'd love to know oh, where in this conversation you didn't allude to that look the most charitable thing that i do every year is continuing this relationship with jane <laughs> I, knew I also allow her to just like make me her punching bag i take <laughs> hits on and off the air um, Everybody who listens it knows hurts. that you absolutely destroy me any chance that you get. And in oh, fact, we God. do that to each other. And I would say you're probably Let's leave better. Let's our sex lives out of this, Jane. <laughs> we both are people of a certain age and we have we have needs. Ne- they don't go needs away. And, and wants, you know, and if desires I see Jane like anybody quivering else. in a corner trembling, I know that <laughs> it's it's time to make love. <laughs> and to do what the adults do. And so mm-hmm. me and her just, yeah. you know, I love to do it. I love to do it most when I'm in fear. She does. I turn on that Katie mm-hmm. Lang and mm-hmm. uh, we just sit down and we, mm-hmm. we put on our muslin gowns and mm-hmm. we, we let it go. And uh, when it's time to, to get there, you always know, mm-hmm. because that's when I switched over to Tracy Chapman. And mm-hmm. uh, when mm-hmm. she hears Baby, can I hold you tonight? Or fast core? You better fast believe core? that she's going to give me more than one reason to stay here and usher her to completion. So, yeah. 
So this got weird and I'd love to sort of maybe bring it back to the holidays in a way that was, um, you know, it was nice to do a big Netflix holiday movie this week. Wasn't oh God, it? your family's listening to this, aren't they? I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people, we don't expect to listen to this podcast. I know. I and use the can- phrase usher to completion though. And, uh, I'm sorry. And that's not, and that's, and, and I don't. I don't see a scenario where you look my parents in the face and say that. So (laughs) in fact, I would love to see it. It would be very fun for me. You would not love to see me say that to Bill. That's horrible. Um, We're going to move on now. Uh, I love how you're like, I could say it to your mom, but your dad. No, not Nan. No, these are good people. It's a good, good, good American folk, which Mm. feels like an act of violence to say that phrase. It does. Um, Yeah. It feels, it feels loaded. Um, Mm -hmm. And they, probably are with a gun on their holster anyway we're gonna jump into this episode this week i gave jane my parents my parents aren't pro-gun i just i've seen i've seen nancy karen heat before and uh absolutely um Mm. we're gonna jump into the movie this week i Uh, think we should i think we've lost our way a little bit Mm -hmm. i think so i mean just emotionally but um yeah we are going to jump into the movie. I gave Jane a movie this week. It's a it's mm-hmm. a brand spanking new hot one. It just dropped in November of this year, um, courtesy of our, the folks over at Netflix who are and and that means that neither of us have seen it. So it's sort of one of those movies we missed hot takes where it's like fresh to both of our eyes. I love and that. I always love going on that journey too. I think mm-hmm. that this was a movie that A twenty four did in conjunction with Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely an A twenty four joint for sure. You'll see. When we mm-hmm. uh, when we this unveil and, it and past lives and um, absolutely you know, they were really push they know which one to push for the Oscars I think they ended right, up going with, exactly. with past lives at the last minute but it was sort of and a that point was off. smart because this is a holiday theme so it Very might that. feel a little more niche than past lives but I agree this mm-hmm. week we watched 2023's best Christmas ever <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to read my synopsis and jump into the episode with you Janie. If, you feel comfortable with that and I get your consent and everything to move forward. Thank you. First of all, congratulations for asking for consent. I think that's the most important thing a man can do. And um, I am 100% by the way, audience listeners, he rolled his eyes at that and I am fucking ready. <laughs> Always trying to put me out there. Here we go. You joke. Do you ever find yourself scrolling on FacePlace and stumbling upon those gorgeous pics from your old college bestie's recent trip to Cabo and you think to yourself, wow, I wish that was me, before moving on with your life and promptly zoning out on Walking Dead reruns? Well, what if you took it one step further? Behold Charlotte and Robbie Sanders, a suburban couple living what Netflix has determined to be a modest life. And when Charlotte receives the annual Christmas newsletter from former college bestie Jackie Jennings, she can't help but be equal parts skeptical and envious. Jackie has it all, a beautiful home and family. Her daughter Beatrice is the youngest Harvard undergrad in the university's history. Her son Daniel is doing humanitarian work overseas. Jackie also recently retired after selling her company before reaching the age of 45. Oh, and did I mention that Charlotte's husband, Rob, dated Jackie in college? Look, all of these factors combined to sort of bring out the worst in Charlotte. And when her son, Grant, switches the directions to Charlotte's sister Stacy's home for the palatial estate of Jackie's, Charlotte finds herself face-to-face with her former bestie. The house is gorgeous, and Jackie is delighted to receive the unexpected guests. But this is more than an impromptu reunion for Charlotte. 
This is an opportunity for her to dismantle the facade that she believes Jackie has constructed in her annual holiday newsletters. Is her marriage perfect? Are her kids baby geniuses? Does any of it really matter? Soon, Charlotte will have to face the fact that regardless of how much money Jackie has, her life has its own unique challenges. Will Charlotte come to terms with the harsh realities of life or risk ruining what could just be the best Christmas ever? There it is. There it is. That's the deep, complex plot of uh, our selection this week. The the I mean that was a beautiful synopsis, beautifully delivered. Um, Thank you, Jane. And really, really set the scene for us. We're in it. We're in small town America. I think Utah, because they mentioned Salt Lake at one point. Oh yeah, and also it's just no, it's giving Utah hardcore. Yeah, that's the only way. Like we know that Jackie and Rob. Oh, sorry, not Jackie and Rob. Charlotte and Rob live in Arizona and they're driving. And I think they end up in Utah because they, which is where I think Jackie's house is. Yeah. So I, I will start by just letting everybody know. I already told you it came out this year. It was released on November 16th, 2023. Um, we have a... Uh, Pretty, you know, impressive uh, cast. If you if you are uh, a geriatric mm-hmm. millennial in particular, you'll appreciate <laughs> this cast. We have uh, Heather Graham, we have Brandy mm-hmm. Norwood, and we have Jason Biggs, our three um, leads in this film. Uh, and they sort of like make up like the bulk of of this movie. Um, I will note the fact though that like Brandy's husband, who I had not seen anything before, his name is Matt Sedeno, and he plays Brandy's husband, who's Valentino. But it's sort of really f- focuses around that trio that I that I the aforementioned trio. Um, yeah, I didn't. I had not seen Matt Sedeno in anything before, but no, he's, he, yeah. I know he's he's on like um, I know he was on the show Z Nation that was on, and he, which is about mm. zombies. And he also was on Power as well. I know briefly. Ah, um, uh, okay, okay. So that's all I really know about yeah. him. But yeah, yeah. So, he wasn't he wasn't a huge part. It was like it wasn't the two couples. It was like Brandy and Heather and Jason were the main three. Or like I feel the like focus who, of the yeah, very yeah. clearly mm-hmm. that was sort of where they put the the bulk of their energy. Um, but. Mm-hmm. I uh I want to I want to jump right in because this was one that yeah. I was excited about from the trailer. I saw the trailer mm-hmm. and I messaged Jane and I said I am giving you this movie. And so it is one mm-hmm. that I was really excited to watch. And honestly, it didn't really let me down. Um this was a really fun one and uh mm-hmm. I want to join jump right in with our like it love it to loathe it. That's how we sort of break down the films. Um mm-hmm. and you know, keep in mind the fact that we are coming off of uh, a movie last week, Tubi's A Christmas Princess. <laughs> and um we're staying in like apparently we're we're still in our easy watch era. Uh, movies that didn't get bogged down with like pesky <laughs> things like production and like you know mm-hmm. releases to theaters and things like that that can just get in the or way of making details or logistics or that kind of thing. It is wild to think that now you can just build an entire career off of like holiday made for TV movies, but that's the era, baby. And uh, absolutely, they're coming out strong. I'm noticing like 20 to 30 of these bad boys popping out a year it is kind of insane so many i mean hallmark uh, me too because there's it's an endless amount to watch and they're all kind of the same but also like but also they're different levels of ridiculousness and they all serve that sort of like 
watered down hot cocoa that you're looking for during the season. So they're like, they're great because you can put them on and you can wrap presents and you can have a full conversation with your mom on speakerphone and you can go check on the turkey and Mm -hmm. you come back. And whenever you come back, that that's, that's where you arrived and you're not, and you're basically fully caught up. (laughs) This isn't shutter Island, baby. You don't have to go back a few chapters to Mm -hmm. put the pieces together. You can pick it up wherever it often seems like the actors are. So, we're going to jump right in. We have our, our patented Like It, Love It, Loathe It, which is how we break mm-hmm. down these movies um, as we discuss them. We're going to start with our Like It's. And I'm going to throw it over to Jane first and uh, ask wow. her, do you have any Like It's that you want to start us out with, Jane? I know I'm gracious. <laughs> so kind. Um, And that's you <laughs> performing charity to me, for me. And I use the word not performing. S- not sweet charity. I have performed no, no, no. that too, though, for a different crowd. <laughs> Either way, he's always performing. Anyways, <laughs> so my first like it point is <laughs> the gaslighting this film was trying to do by telling us that Heather and Brandy are contemporaries. Like, this isn't a shade. This isn't a shade to either of them, but they're like 10 years apart. They both look incredible. They both have age very, very well, are gorgeous women, but they don't look like they're the same age. They don't look like they could have been in college together. (laughs) That is like my first moment where I was like, huh? Like he's truly like from this trailer you sent to me, I was like, Oh, maybe one of them was like, I don't know. Maybe Heather was like her babysitter when they were younger or something like that. I was like, Oh no, they went to college together and Heather Graham's character got her through physics 101 apparently. Yeah. So like <laughs> I did have I will say this. Okay, so we're so we're like we're sort of we've got Jason Biggs and we've got Brandy who are contemporaries. And mm-hmm. I think that like they were just hoping that that would do some of like the temporal like legwork to sort of like mm-hmm. get us to a point where and like Heather looks amazing. Like I she actually looks incredible. She's beautiful. Beautiful. But I was like I did have a moment where I was like Oh my God, Heather Heather Graham's like in like fifty three, like she's like fifty three, she's fifty three, like yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I, I was like, Br- she looks. Great. I think Brandy's forty three, right? Or yes, right on there. Which okay, is like, yeah. which is also funny to me because one of so this leads into like one of my like it's, which was just yeah. that like, first of all, one of my like it's was just that Heather Graham is is fifty three and looks amazing. She's but my, incredible. But my other like it was that like, so we're sold this narrative that like we're dealing with the haves and the have nots and like Brandy yes. and her husband, uh, Brandy's character, Jackie and her husband, Valentino, they have this like incredible home. They live in this amazing life. She just, you know, retired at like, you know, 43 years old. Um, and Heather Graham is like, you know, her and her husband are, have had some like financial challenges and like entrepreneurial challenges and trying to start their own businesses and things like that. And, you know, get a leg up. Uh, and, I was just like, yeah, but like, this is going to sound, there's no way for me to say this without this sounding really, really dickish. Okay. But I will just say that I did say to Dave at one point, I was like, you probably wanted to get a different actor than Heather Graham to sell this because you can look at Heather Graham and A, you can tell that she's been, she's been bathing in La Mer probably. And like, <laughs> the face is clearly, it's giving like, 
it's giving thousands of dollars <laughs> worth given of like luxury, luxury yeah. and procedures mm-hmm. and things. And it's just like, this isn't really, I was like, you probably wouldn't like Taryn Manning. If you were trying to sell, like <laughs> if you were trying to sell like salt of the earth, like we went to school together. Right. We live mm-hmm. in this apartment complex. Like that I kind will of vibe. Say, I wasn't I getting from think, Heather Graham at all. She was giving like money. I don't think Taryn Manning is the right choice for oh. that. I, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, okay. This is again no shade to Tara, Man- Tara Manning or how she looks, but no, great I think I think she's a great actress. But I do think she gives like, and I don't know. Again, I don't know how to say this without sounding offensive. Um, I think she's she gives a little more trailer park <laughs> than like you, you want know, somebody who scientist can, who's struggling financially to find their niche. You, you know want what I mean? someone who can who can kind of sell like salt of the earth. You what you want? They couldn't afford her. You want like a Natasha Leone. You want like someone who's oh, like okay, this I mean, of who, who's gonna sell the bullshit? Like okay, right, I live right. in this apartment. I live in this apartment complex and all this. It was just like the moment I saw Heather Graham on the landing at this <gasps> apartment even- complex. I was like, no, I'm not buying this. You know what I thought of? You want like an Amy Schumer esque person. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that would be a good a good casting choice for this because she obviously, ha- you know, it's a, yeah, it's that thing that you're talking about. One hundred percent. Even honestly, even now that you say that, like a Sarah Silverman, like could pull it off. Yeah. yeah or yeah. like a, you're or like a Nikki Glaser. I think Nikki Glaser is a little too young, actually. Interesting. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would think any of these like actors could like do a part like this and like really help to like sell that story mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. these two are contemporaries. And it was just funny because I guess Heather Graham just gives like money. She's like she gives like Michelle she Pfeiffer. Gives, she like, gives glamour. Like she gives like she gives nineties glamour, which like because we know her and because we're elder millennials, like it does it's hard to break through. It's like it's like when you see J Lo in like Made in Manhattan, you're like, okay, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're fucking J-Lo. And I under Heather Graham isn't J-Lo, but Heather Graham is, a, a, you know, a, in her heyday was a superstar. And I mean, she, you don't think she was a superstar? I don't she use was that in word. like the Austin, she's in the Austin Powers movies. She was in yeah. a lot of movies. Like, and, and like, she's in Boogie Nights. No, she's been in acclaimed films. Boogie I just Nights, wouldn't say she, superstar. Like, but she modeled a lot. Like, For she sure. was everywhere. Right. Huge name. Like, she was, di- yeah, huge name. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know. A, a superstar to me is different from like, actor you know what i mean like i don't think of heather graham as being like the actor superstar i think of her as being just like a celebrity who did acting like I, she wasn't sure. going out for oscars you know what i mean no but i mean she's been in you know obviously acclaimed films and everything and like mm-hmm. i i think that it gives me like i said michelle Pfeiffer early and it reminds me like in like like white oleander that movie where michelle mm-hmm. pfeiffer like played like an inmate and it was like yeah. it was like in, the most like world? the softest lighting that had ever <laughs> entered into like a penitentiary. And it's like Michelle Pfeiffer with like a fresh blowout, like coming yeah. to like visiting hours. <laughs> just Giving like, like mental health distress my fucking ass. <laughs> and it's just like that face is beat, mama. Like who did your contour? You don't you don't have that skin when you're going through a mental health crisis. <laughs> no, girl, you've been like bathing and like niche like skin brands and like things we haven't even heard of no you're literally lathering your hands on the roche posay right now and that's like slumming it for you 
I was gonna say that's like that's like what I use. It's like very affordable. So I feel like she's probably would turn her nose up at that. Maybe but, not. Maybe she's a you know, but no, you said what you said. <laughs> but yeah, that was basically it. it. Was just like it was hard for me to believe that like it's not wasn't actually wasn't hard for me to believe Jason Biggs, but it was hard for me to believe like Heather Graham as like that is this like one struggling of points, mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just a little bit funny to me. Everything about so her funny. just is like money for sure. And yeah. if they and if they had actually like maybe dish, if she was a little bit more like I don't know, I think there are things they could have done to help tell that story. But I think it felt like she was placed in this world just just to advance a plot, and that wasn't in no work. I, I'm actually just describing character development. I'm realizing, which obviously isn't happening on these sets, but like there was <laughs> nothing that sold the illusion that Heather Graham was like the mother of these like these kids or these rambunctious children that she's dealing with or that like Jason Biggs was her husband either. Like maybe if they had like, she, they also like put her like in the most incredibly incredible fitting clothes. You know what I mean? It was like, she was wearing jeans and a t-shirt, but they fit like they were like, tailored you know yeah, what i mean except it's for like, that red romper trying, they put her in well, for, the, for the holiday that, dinner that was a really upsetting moment with that curly hair and that red romper i was like what is going on here and i almost put it in one of my points and i was like i'm not gonna shade this woman like i'm not gonna it's not about on her <laughs> it's about the costume no. designer and they put her yeah. in a red romper and it and like the length of like the pant portion it hits like the middle of the shin and then they got like her in this like length yeah which got her like an ankle boot and so there's just like bare skin between like i don't think it was an was it not an ankle boot it was a strappy red sandal but you yeah it was bare skin it didn't work it didn't work it it was a look that it was very confusing but like her like casual outfits were like i remember the first scene after they like arrive at the house and they wake up and they're like getting ready getting dressed for the day and she puts on this perfect fitting white shirt and these jeans and it was like okay if you really were like a down on your luck scientist who lives in the suburbs of arizona who's got two kids and is really like you know what i mean like maybe in some cases that person has incredibly tailored clothes but most of the time you'd think like that like she might have like a loose fitting sweater and like jeans that she's been wearing for six years you know what i mean and that wasn't giving <laughs> and who knows they may have brought that stuff in have them have been like y'all are making me look like boo the fool <laughs> i will say if it was me i wouldn't put them on either but you know <laughs> yeah absolutely so i would look good on camera <laughs> yeah especially if i have to stand next to fucking brandy um, yeah exactly uh jane uh what's your next yeah like okay my next second point is i like how in the beginning of the movie heather and jason biggs and their kids are getting ready to leave on this road trip and in order to save is in order to save time heather graham makes a wild decision and she hands her phone to her son and she says put the address in google maps and then we'll go and i just thought what why would you have your like 10 year old uh, yeah. son? I was gonna say, for context, her son is like, yeah, he's like nine or 10. <laughs> yeah. Why would you have your 10 year old son put in the address of your, the road trip where you're going? Like, don't, uh, it just was so, such a wild choice. I know that whenever I took road trips with my family or drove, you know, to go see family, um, the directions were never put in my hands. Nobody asked me no, to keep track or figure out. Your family printed out the, the MapQuest directions at the house. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> um, it was Actually, a different time. Br- like, yeah, exactly. Or my dad just memorized them. And Isn't he, it I wild never, to think never about saw my how, dad like, look at a map before? My, my grandparents, like my granddad used to just like literally pull out a map and just be like, <laughs> okay, let's use this oh, map and let's look yeah. for you're like here's the thing you're depending on so many things for this map mm-hmm. first of all when, what year was this map issued because right. there have been new interstates put in and yep. there are new exits and some of these exits are deceased constructions happen and you know things change you and were you're really just, just like, like leaning on faith people, back in the day people really just got into cars and were just like, I'm going to hit the road and see what happens. And I can't tell you how much anxiety that would give me. Oh my God. Especially on like a long haul road trip. Like you gen- generally know like, okay, I'm driving, I'm taking this highway. So I need to go that way. But it's like beyond that, I would not know how to get anywhere. I was talking, I talked to my grandmother about this not too long ago because I was asking her, we were watching something on television and I said to her, I was like, it was like a person was going to meet someone somewhere and it was something from like the eighties or something. And they, you know, they, they go, okay, I'm going out for like my day. And then they get to this rest, you know, they're going to this restaurant at one point, And I said, what was that like? Like, what was it like to just like make plans with a friend and then leave and go about your day? And you just like, you just told, you told your friend at, you know, eight or nine o'clock AM the day before we're meeting tomorrow for, you know, a late lunch at two. And you just go through your day and you drive 30 minutes outside of your way after running your errands and everything. And you just you're just leaning on faith. You're just hoping that that person is going to be at that restaurant when you get there, because it's It's like so so crazy, crazy stuff happens. And I asked her, I was like, what was that like? And she was like, it just it just was what it was. And she was like, (laughs) you would get there. Sometimes a person, if they couldn't make it, had let like, you know, the maitre d' or the host know. And that person Mm -hmm. would pass a message on to you if you were lucky. But even then you're already there. So like you, you, you know, you just eat by yourself where you leave. She was like, typically you just, I'm just, you know, if that did happen, the rare times that it did, you just have a meal by yourself and whatever. I was like, that's so crazy. It's like, but you could have just, you ate, don't like you have like a book with you to read. Like, no, you, you could have like ate at home. Alone. And she's like, no, yeah. that's just what you did. And I'm like, that is so wild to think about. Like it was just, it was a different moment. And you I know, will it, say, it probably prevented people from canceling last minute a lot. That's what she said. She was like, people yeah. were, a lot better about like honoring commitments because yeah. somebody was expecting you to be there. So even if you had a headache or you'd had like a rough day, typically you still showed up because mm-hmm. you knew your friend was going to be there at two o'clock expecting you mm-hmm. to be there. So like, you know, and my mom, she said, you know, and then obviously when the answering machines came along, that really made things a lot better because then you could like yeah. check your messages, but still it's the delay in getting the information. So anyway, Long story short, it is crazy. You are right that a child was handed a phone and that the child was just tasked and that nobody like that the GPS double like, that's checked insane anything. To me. Nobody was like, okay, let me just make sure he put in the right address. My 10-year-old son who like doesn't necessarily have a grasp on how all of this works, like, let me just make sure. And it's like, nope. It's yeah, it's really funny. It's also really funny as well, because it's like they're supposed to be going on this trip to Aunt Stacy's house, who is um, Heather Graham's character, Charlotte. Stacy is her sister. They're supposed to be going to her home. And I guess the way that they sort of like deal with the fact that like you would have to literally not know where your sister lived in order to get in order to get this far off track. But they mentioned that Stacy's recently moved. And so it's like they just end up at Brandy's home. And it's so funny because that was like, Mm -hmm. I just couldn't understand how like it could have gone this far off the rails and that there wasn't a point where you stopped to like for the kids to use the bathroom and you and your husband looked at each other and were like, 
We're in Utah now. Like, how would you not like know the signs? That's the thing. I also this is one of my love it points, but since we're talking about it, I'm gonna bring it up right now because it makes sense. So what one of my love it points is that when they first pull, they just arrive at this house, they pull into the driveway. It's this beautiful home with all of these lights, and they're like, Oh wow, Stacy really did well for herself. And I just thought to myself, girl. If my sister bought a new home, I would have known exactly what it looked like. I would have requested the Zillow link immediately. I would have poured over the pictures. We would have talked about what she's going to do in each room. I would have seen what it looked like from the outside and I would have won- and I would have known how much it fucking cost. So like it's wild to me that she thinks she's pulling up to her sister's house and would have had no idea what it looked like or where it was. You know what I that's, mean? I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's like basically, right? in a, it's basically an estate, and like yeah. they pull onto, and it's one of those like big rich people houses where it's like it's wider than it is tall, which mm-hmm. I always love. Um, yeah, it's like oh, so y'all are gonna age in this house. Like, it's not mm-hmm. all about going up and down a bunch of stairs. Y'all are gonna be here for a mm-hmm. while. I love it. Mm-hmm. You've got like that, you know, that master bedroom Although on the first floor. Maybe they have the height too. Don't be, don't they, be. They fooled. do have they the height have too. The this height. is a big. There's... This is a big ass house, mm-hmm. and it's like so big that it would be more than you and your husband looking at each other and being like, "Oh, I knew knew Stacy and you know, and her husband had." you know, gotten a new place, knew they'd gotten a bigger place, but I wasn't expecting this. It's like, your sister didn't say to you, girl, we've just, we've changed, we've changed socioeconomic tiers, mama. Like, (laughs) and also, wouldn't you have, like, wouldn't you have looked it up or gotten pictures of it? Like, this is 2023. The second someone says, I've done something, you say, send me a picture, send me a link. Like, there is photographic evidence for everything and it's not even evidence it's just i want to experience my sister's life through pictures because we're not in the same state i mean you know it's like it's a it's a multi-million dollar home you would like think that like at some point you and your sister had talked about the fact that she had moved into this massive house but they just like they skate over it with such ease and they're just like oh whatever But I feel like you're missing my point. It's not about the fact that it's a multi-million dollar house. It's the fact that she would know as she was pulling in, this isn't like the pictures of the house that my sister sent me. Oh, for sure. But also the relationship that they construct for like her and her sister is is quite odd. Because they they make them... It's not odd. It's just, it's not, it doesn't seem to be... The writers didn't invest in creating like you're close enough that like you and your family were preparing to spend a week with your sister before you got Mm -hmm. sidetracked. But you're not close enough that you know what your sister's house looks like. Also, when they pull into the driveway, uh, Heather Graham's character, she says, oh, I texted them that we were going to because it's it's like the dead of night. She's like, texted them. We're going to be a little bit late. I hope they're still up. And it's like you didn't get a a confirmation like text from them that they are still up. (laughs) And like (laughs) also like you said at one point, Jason Biggs says to her when they're in the car, he's like, your sister, she's like, he's like, yeah, they moved a little bit closer to us. And then he's, and then they like pull into this driveway and he's like, yeah, I, I thought they were closer. And it's like, yeah, like they should have been. If you like, there's so many hints. <laughs> y'all, you, you didn't see the welcome to Utah sign and think like, whoa, I've been on the road. <laughs> For a while. She, she moved to Utah. I mean, maybe she did. I don't know. The thing is, it's just they really want to get the movie started and they don't give us enough. The they beginning. also do. They also the movie starts and we have like 
we have Jason driving the the car and we have Heather passed out in the passenger seat. And then mm-hmm. we have at one point them swapping and like we have Heather driving and he's asleep. So I feel like they're trying to sort of like play off of the fact that we don't have two like fully functioning adults who are in communication. So it's just like one right. person taking the taking the driver's seat and hoping for the best. Um, but yeah, you think when you saw that estimated uh, arrival time that it was like, let's interrogate this a little bit. And we yeah, also had that doesn't a, seem right. a fourth grader put the info in. So let's <laughs> just like cross a couple <laughs> t's real quick to make sure that we're not on our way to no fucking where uh so yeah and so i that will was say really that is not the the only thing in this movie that is absolutely unbelievable oh no <laughs> but no. <laughs> just the first thing <laughs> and my next question actually it's yeah it's a question it's a it's a query for you jane oh okay do you have any um any Jackies in your life? Meaning, do you have anybody in your life? You don't have to give a name, but is there a person who mm-hmm. like you see them post on social media or whatever? And you think like, damn, like, like, I don't know. Maybe you think, maybe you don't think, damn, I wish it was my life. Maybe you think like, damn, like they're doing the, they're doing the damn thing. That's so fucking like, uh, but it's like, not like jealousy isn't the right word, but it like elicits like a feeling in you. Yeah. I'm not talking no. about like random, like Instagram influencers. I'm talking about like real people that, you know, Okay. Okay. So it's interesting you bring this up in terms of real people. There are influencers I see all the time. I'm like, oh, I wish I had that. Like, how do they get, why do they get to have that when they just like do front facing stories all the time and like get brand deals and make all this money. And now they have this huge house. Like that sucks that I like feel actively jealous of. And maybe not actively is the right term, but I'm like, I wish like money came easier to me in the same way. Um, I think jealous is an appropriate term, but what I will say is that I like check myself with that all the time because like, I don't want to get wrapped up in that. Um, and feeling like, because social media is so easy to do that with, Yeah. but I don't think there's a person that I personally know that I feel like, man, Oh, I wish I had what you had. I think the thing that I actually see the most that makes me feel like, oh, I wish I could do that is my friends traveling to places mm. that like I can't necessarily afford to travel to. And I wish I could spend more time traveling than I actually do. More time, more money traveling more than I do. So I think that's the thing that really gets me. It's really not like, oh, I I want your life. I want like, I don't have feelings of like, I think the thing that like doesn't strike me is like, I'm not embarrassed of where I am. I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm not living up to my potential. I don't feel like, you know, my family isn't living up to their potential. I don't, I don't, I don't recognize those feelings in myself, but I recognize how easy it would be to get wrapped up in that. I feel you. I, I I think I feel kind of similarly, I guess. More than anything, what I'm noticing is I'm at the age now where I like, I care less about like, I think what I'm more aware of, which sounds very vain, is I'm just at this age now where I'm like, like, are the people, how are the, like, how's everybody aging? That's what I'm more aware of than anything. <laughs> That's sometimes- so true for me too. I, I, I search out people's ages on the internet like it 
goddamn FBI no, agent. I don't mean I don't mean like people. I mean people that I like like contemporaries, like people that I sat next to in like classes. Mm-hmm. Like I right. feel like okay. I'm like I'll see people sometimes, and I'm like, oh no. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, because I like know what it means because I know that this person is like too much younger than me. Um, and then I like, but then I'll see people, and I'm like, okay, they're doing the damn thing though. And there's definitely like two columns because somebody posted something online the other day. They were like, we're officially, I think it was a person who was like 40 and they're like, we're officially Mm -hmm. at the age where like people who people in our age group can either look 25 or 60. And it's so (laughs) fucking true. And like, you like look for like affirmations from like the people Mm -hmm. that are like aging, like wine. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, okay. That person, that person is like, that person's a year older than me. They're looking good. They're Mm -hmm. doing good. Okay. And then you see the person that's like younger than you. And you're like, holy shit. So I feel like I'm more aware of that than I am of like what people, (laughs) honestly, most of the time, what I think is like, it's inspirational a lot of times. If there's like a family mm-hmm. member in particular that I have, somebody that I grew oh up with God, and I see yeah. them winning, I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I I love it. I love it. I, mm-hmm. you know, acted. That was my, you know, that was what I did. Was professional actor for a number of years. When I see my friends mm-hmm. get like big things, I'm not, I'm never jealous. I'm always oh so God. excited when I see a friend got like a great commercial or got a great like role in a play or whatever. That's um, awesome. Cause I, don't, I love I, that because yeah. I kind of feel like it's like you can like, uh, I feel, I feel excited. Like I want to brag about them and, and the things that they're doing to my friends and family and be like, isn't this so cool? Like, this is my friend. You know what I mean? Not necessarily like, you know, taking that, but I'm just like, I'm proud of them and I want to show that. I don't feel jealousy. Obviously, I'm not an actor, so I don't, you know. You pretend all the time, Mama. <laughs> I wouldn't be going out for those kinds of things, but you know what I mean? Like, I get excited too. It's an exciting thing. I think maybe if I was younger and someone like did something like in my twenties that made them a lot of money or got them a lot of attention, I would probably be like, ugh, I want that. But I feel like I'm beyond that now. What I do notice though, I will say is that a lot of times, cause I really don't go on like Facebook very often at all. And it'll be like mm-hmm. months between when I go on Facebook sometimes. And yeah, sometimes like, and it'll just be, if a person randomly shows up in my feed that I went to like undergrad with. and it is. And the people that appear to be like, like winning is the wrong word, I guess, but the people that appear to be like really sort of like their success sort of like hits you in the face when you like click on their profile, mm-hmm. or whatever. It is never the person that I thought it was going to be. It is always <laughs> a person who was so random and like really yeah. quiet. And I think I saw eat a booger once and I'm like, <laughs> you're a millionaire. Damn. So that's the person I should have been fucking with. Did not know <laughs> that you were gonna win in the way that you did, but maybe it's got something yeah. to do with your with the way that you saw the world and like y- you know what I mean? Like maybe that yeah. thing that made you so unique was, you know, the gift. So it's always like mm-hmm. really interesting. But I really do, I agree with you. I try and stay away from like feelings of jealousy and I try and just like stay curious um mm-hmm. more than anything. And I'm not I'm I'm not like an overly like je- I, I'm not like a jealous person by nature, but mm-hmm. I have moments like you said where you like you find yourself maybe thinking something but you know and it probably comes from years of having been an actor and having auditioned and a lot of times Mm -hmm. auditioning against a close friend for a part and things like that where you you know you have to like sort of interrogate that shit all the time because it's like how can I be a good friend to them when I'm getting like bogged down by my own like feelings that I'm putting on top of like something that's a win for them and Anna Devere Smith has a quote um, that has always stuck with me um, and it is even jealousy is based on fantasies a fantasy that someone else has what belongs to you 
And that has mm-hmm. always stuck with me because it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. girl, even if if it wasn't them, you 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 think you were next in line? Like right. you don't like, know that. Like you that's have not how no life works. idea. <laughs> you have no idea. And and oh, I actually think like one of the things that people say to tr- that try to make you feel better about seeing people, you know, um on social media who seem to have more money or do more things that you want to do. I think one of the things that we do that is wrong is we say like, you have no idea what their life is like, you know, they could be completely miserable. They could have a horrible relationship. You know, they couldn't, they could have no real friends and blah. blah. It's like, I don't want to imagine that for somebody. Like I don't want that for somebody. What I want is to see someone sharing their life as much as they want to share it on the internet as or as little as they want to share it and i want to interpret what they're sharing in a positive light and not think about how it affects me and what i have or don't have and i don't want to think about whether they're being truthful or not about how easy or difficult their life is on some sort of scale it's like we all are experiencing life in this world and it is difficult on many, many levels. And it is, it doesn't make me feel any better to think that someone feels the need to flex online because their life at home isn't good. That none of that makes me feel good. The only thing that makes me feel like I can support people and feel positive about hearing, um, quote unquote wins or whatever words we want to use that like, I don't have to relate it to my own life. I don't have to do that. I don't have to wish that they, that they had something horrible that they're not talking about. And they're only talking about the good things. Like, I don't want that, you know? No, I feel that I, I, I do. And I think that like, obviously you have to be careful with social media anyway, because Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's, it can just be a performance. I mean, people are curating the aspects of their lives that they want to share with the public. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you're either a person who's oversharing and then everybody's like, Oh my God, cringe. Like, why'd you tell us about, you know, you pooping on that plane or you're a person (laughs) that's like, you know, that's got this incredible, like palatial home and like, you know, your abbed up spouse and, like your gorgeous kids like and then everybody's like oh my god like you're shoving in everybody's face and people feel like it's a win when you find out that the house is rented you know what i mean right. or like things like that or that these people are like bankrupt because they spent so much money trying to cultivate an image so that they could like ascend to a level and so the illusion could become a reality like but you're right i mean it's like take it for what it what can you- be for you if it if it makes you feel good like like those videos of like the people where it's like you know just like aesthetically pleasing to watch somebody like go around their kitchen and stock it with like a million fucking things yes and and it's like and people are like oh my god like blah, blah. it's like no nah. it's like I just zone out for a second and think like oh that's cool or like oh mm-hmm. maybe there's one thing in that kitchen that's neat oh i should look into that item. maybe that would help make x y and z easier in my life or like or man yeah. that's awesome to know that a person's living like that out in the world not for me but like good for them like mm-hmm. take whatever like is good about it and whatever helps you or inspires you and like keep it moving because it's like crazy to like become so like wrapped up in like how somebody else is living their lives that it like makes you feel bad about some aspect of uh of you know well that was that was what was hard about watching this movie i think was like how wrapped up in that's what was hard about it 
one. <laughs> just like see, I mean, there were again. I'm, I'm joking. Have, it was it was it was a cute movie. I'm joking. No, but I mean, it, it's very fucking cheesy. I think Yo, we can yeah, both yeah, agree yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this does bring me into the next point, which is my next like it point, which is essentially like what we've been talking about is that like I actually really like no matter how cheesy or like low budget or whatever this mm-hmm. movie was. Um, or how it was delivered, like the message of it, I think is really good, which is what we're talking about, mm-hmm. which is like, don't get wrapped up in jealousy. Like, why can't, you know, <clears throat> why can't we all be happy for each other where we're at and feel the need to like, not feel the need to compare and contrast and like prove someone wrong or like all that kind of stuff. Like I was really happy to see a holiday movie about this because I feel like there aren't that many holiday movies that aren't about like well i don't know they're mostly about like finding the christmas spirit and like giving charity to others or falling in love in a small town or you know getting swept up by a prince but there's very few holiday movies that are like hey you are doing okay like be happy with what you have it may not be the best of i mean obviously maybe there are undertones of that in in a lot of these movies but i just felt like it was a unique message particularly in 2023 about not letting other people's lifestyles affect how you feel about your own i mean i think so too and i think like what you're getting at is obviously we have movies like you know, uh, a Christmas Carol that's mm-hmm. been told in so many iterations. We have movies like The Grinch, you know, The Grinch Stole Christmas. We have movies like It's a Wonderful Life where these sort of like otherworldly beings come into play and like mm-hmm. you need to sort of go on this like journey through your life in order to find like a modicum of like gratitude. And a lot of right. those movies are centered on the stories of like wealthy people who have sort of become mm-hmm. disillusioned by life. Um, but I think dealing with like sort of this everyday, like, you know, family that is like dealing with financial struggles and strife and like trying to make it and like having a main character who is not at the place that she wants to be in her life and like has this friend who's doing so well that it like it becomes like a reflection of like her own inadequacies and she has to sort of like interrogate that i'm imagining as i'm saying this like heather graham selling it this way on like entertainment tonight and like <laughs> nancy odell just being like "Ooh, mama it's a lot um so but- were there any big pranks on set and she's like wait <laughs> yeah i'm she's having like, a thought here <laughs> yeah she's like hold on no 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 mama i won't be silenced not anymore um <laughs> but yeah, it's like it, it is. It's, it's it's interesting. It's a movie that's about that. And it's a movie about in real time sort of like checking yourself. And and I yeah. think just to add to that, yeah. I think in particular it's significant because it's two women mm-hmm. who and there is this is a very like, you know, not to gender things, because obviously this happens to everybody. But I think specifically this affects women a lot um, with social media. And like there is a lot of competition with female counterparts. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a lot of Christmas movies surrounding that issue in particular. And so being in competition with someone who's supposed to be your friend is historically a very like quote unquote female issue or uh, you know things something that women deal with a lot and 
wanting to see that turn out differently on film instead like these two women end up really supporting each other in a really lovely way at the end and um i think that was nice because a lot of those stories where people find themselves and or learn to appreciate what they have center around men no that you know what that's a good um that's a good point and uh mm-hmm. i think that that's really great i yeah and the thing, the next thing that I want to bring up to go back to like something really frivolous is that, <laughs> you know, how I knew these, I, you know, I knew that these people, first of all, there's the easefulness with which like this. Okay. So this is nighttime. We can tell that like the lights are basically out in the main part of the house. Heather mm-hmm. knocks on the door. Brandy answers. Like she is like bright eyed and bushy tailed. She mm-hmm. instantly is like, oh my God. You know, Heather has the realization the moment she sees her. Oh my God, this isn't my sister's house. We're actually at Jackie's house. And that mm-hmm. her son has taken basically i think he's gotten her address from the newsletter um and he has plugged it into the gps or whatever and so that's how they ended up here instantly heather's like oh hello um and then she's sort of trying to like shuffle her way back to the car and brandy's like oh my god it's the middle of the night girl like you're at least staying here tonight so they end up so she ends up welcoming them into her home setting them up in and this is how you know these people have money well you know because you saw the house so fucking duh Mm. you saw the external shot but you also Mm. know because the guest room that she sets them up in has its own fucking christmas tree in it and and its own fireplace and as dave pointed out it has its own nest thermostat these are all signs i did not pick up on that good catch dave yes these are all (laughs) these are all really really good signs of of wealth Mm -hmm. when i was a child yeah wealth to me when i was a kid i mentioned this before was just if a person had stairs in their house um Mm -hmm. and if a person Mm -hmm. had had an in-ground pool um Mm -hmm. i'd seen above grounds and i that wasn't it wasn't giving the same thing um (laughs) no shade to anybody who had one (laughs) no i think we've all experienced the um the ease of an above ground pool (laughs) installation absolutely you have to be careful going up those stairs as we all learned the hard way in the 90s um busting that ass cook in a barrel with your <laughs> friends yeah we, we all remember it we all remember yep. i remember mm-hmm. like a family friend this is so shitty of me to say but keep in mind that i come from a home where we had no pools i remember <laughs> when a family friend was getting a pool and i got so excited and i remember going over and seeing it was an above ground and like looking at my mom and my mom was like stop because she knew what I was thinking. <laughs> like you love because she, she knew she had a bitchy gay son on her hands. She was like, oh, was like, well, I was like, oh, they buried the lead. They left one part of the pool out. I guess we're all gonna just climb in here like the fucking hot tub and make it work. Thought we were gonna be able to do laps. Uh, but no, this house is everything. And when I saw the the nest nest thermostat in the wall, I was like, okay. And so they're doing the damn thing. Um, mm-hmm. And that was what let me know that they had. Uh, an immense that amount cash. of moolah and mm-hmm. she brings in when you're when you're an adult you like the shit that you notice she brings in like fresh like linens for them and like for the bed and they look like fucking expensive and this was all the stuff that i noticed in this movie that as a child i wouldn't have even noticed i was like oh those tile those towels look plush Ooh, the the duvet <laughs> that she just brought in looks really expensive oh my god like, the, i oh. thought the same thing i was like that duvet is plush af like that is a night that is not a target duvet no 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 and i'm sure brandy was like switch it out 
<laughs> this isn't luxury. I know it isn't. Heather knows it isn't. Jason knows it isn't. Damn it. We're not pretending around here. We're not pretending around here. <laughs> She's like, do you want me to grab something from my house? Exactly. She's like, I'll procure a few things. I'll get my, I'll get one of the people, my staff to put a box together. Um, but it's very that. So I loved that. It's like, not only are you at her house and not only do you have to instantly deal with the fact that like what you thought was an illusion, at least from like the outside, because this is the beginning of like the hunt for like any sort of like falsehoods that Heather goes on. But like, it is like, it is instantly sort of like, it's the most unintentional flex too, because like Brandy's characters presented us as like this really sweet, like open hearted person who just has this incredible life. And, you just gotta and sort by of the deal way, with it. Remains that way throughout the whole movie. Yeah, no, for <laughs> like, sure. It's not like spoiler alert, she is who she says she is. I mean, with a few amendments to make us feel bad for her, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but it's very that. So I enjoy that. What what's your next like it, Jane? Okay, this is my final like it. Um, because we've gone over <laughs> some of mine already. Um when you're that so okay so the the christmas newsletter that she sends out those i have always heard them be referred to colloquially as brag sheets have you heard that term oh, no i've never heard that before okay so i've heard people call them brag sheets yes I old money hammer I, give it up i love getting the rich people tea brag sheets. Is, i don't i don't know I, i'm not even sure that term came from my parents but like i, I it's giving I, very like east coast to me i love it is it is it okay Ooh, i don't know that's what i thought they were that's what I thought they were called, which is why, like, the whole time I was like, why are they calling this a Christmas newsletter? They're called brag sheets, is what everyone calls them, but apparently not. Um, but I love it. My, 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 this is advice I have. And I think it's when you're that wealthy, I don't think you should send out a brag sheet. Just send a picture of your family and, like, the real ones will be updated on what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, don't uh, it, there, there's it when you send out a brag sheet and you are saying all of the things that Brandy is saying on her brag sheet, it really does become an actual brag sheet as opposed to like you know a nice yearly oh, update. Wink or not. So this is really funny for several reasons. Okay, so first this is funny because I didn't even like. N- I think maybe I'd seen these in movies before, but I never ever like grew up in a world where anybody ever sent anything like this out ever under any circumstances. Oh, we get like. We get so many of them. Like, oh, I gr- uh, I grew up getting tons of them. Never the I've, we've we've one person in our lives who sends out these with like updates on their kids. Um, like it'll include like pictures from their kids' birthdays. They'll talk about like things that are you know, and that's a friend that I inherited through Dave. And when I got it in the mail the first time, I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Because um, I'd never kidding? seen any. I'd never seen anything like it before, that and I thought it was so, so strange. I was like, "Why are you telling me all of your all of your business right now?" Like, and then I and then I realized, oh, this is like a thing. Like this is like a thing that people do. But yes. but like in my life, I've never seen. Under like anything like this before, where you send out okay, a piece of paper with receive Christmas cards with like pictures of the people's family on it, no. or like holiday cards. That's Are all you new. Kidding That's me? all new. And every one of those that we get, for the most part, I will say ninety five percent of them are from people that I 
inherited through Dave. Like that is so wild. It's not like a thing. And I, and I, I, I I like it actually. I like getting like cards in the mail from people with like pictures. I love it. I think think it's it's really really nice, particularly because, so they all go to my parents' house and it's like people that like we grew up with as family friends that I don't see very often. Or like, I just hear about them through second or third hand, you know what I mean? Yeah. Accounts. So like when I go to my parents' house for Christmas, I'm like, let me see all the cards. Let me look through everything. And I like read the updates and see everybody and now it's like you know people who are are kids uh, kids of my parents friends are now like my age and having their own kids and so it's like it's uh, it's been fun to see people evolve and share this stuff about their lives and it's like i also like don't know these people (laughs) i mean some 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 of them i do some of them i know very well some of them my own family but like I also there are some like, you know, like clients of my parents, you know, of sure, my dad's sure. or whatever that I'm like, you know, my dad became close with and now he's on the Christmas card list or whatever. But that I've like never met in my life, but I know I've seen we're both <laughs> their no, to be fair, we're also both nosy as hell. So like of course getting a card that's with true. all of your with with all of the tea. Well you're not gonna get a card that's like Robin and I weathered weathered another year. His mistress is allegedly on ice, but we'll see. I did see Candy driving down our street not too long ago and she did put up a hashtag on one of her photos that said next wifey. It, you know what? That's under the bridge. We should, oh, God, we should do a move a movies we missed brag sheet with like a holiday card. We should. Also, if someone wants to provide me with a sheet after we just talked about goodwill and everything, if somebody wants to provide me with a sheet of any of the shit going on in their lives, I'm down. But the first time that I the first time that we got that in the mail, I was just like, oh, this is like a lot of information. It was just a lot of information at one time about like yeah. a, fam- a family unit. And I was yeah. like, just kind of surprised by it. Uh, but like I, I don't have like I, I no, what we do get are like we'll get like pictures from people but we don't get them from I wish people in my family would send out like lovely fo- like Christmas cards with like mm-hmm. you know their their beautiful families and children and like their children and things like that I feel like if I brought this up to like my cousins they would be like what the hell are you talking about um, but <laughs> just I, check my Instagram what, yeah, what do you want <laughs> you're good but uh, we did we the year after we got married we sent out a card uh, mm-hmm. That was just like, and it just said season's greetings on it, and that was it, or like happy holidays or something. But there was no additional information on it. But like, yeah, and and know? to be fair, we get those too. As like, but uh, and and I will say we get less than we used to. Like it's dwindled down. I think people have stopped doing it quite as much. And I don't know if that's just the group of like my parents' friends or like it's becoming less traditional it's aging to out do a little that. Bit. Yeah. But what I will say, and I was going to say this in brand, because this conversation came up while we were watching the movie the second time. And Dave and I were talking about because the movie starts with this Christmas, this holiday newsletter from Brandy, where we find out about her husband's incredible job. We find out that she sold her company and she's retired early. We find out mm-hmm. that her her young daughter, who's like nine years old, is the is like the 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 youngest person that ever admitted to Harvard. We find out that her son, Daniel, is doing humanitarian work overseas. So like we find out all of this really great great stuff about her family and like i said to dave you know what though it's also very much a reflection of like the world that you grow up in like yeah and and what you're you're responding to like stimuli in a way you're responding to like what you've received from like neighbors and you're also it's a sign of the fact because most of the people that you're sending is out to are probably people that you either know professionally or like personally but personally in the sense that like your kids go to the same private school so i 
all of that just to say that like so much of this is probably in response to that world. Obviously, yeah. we're, we're introduced to the Heather Graham character. I feel like there are these ancillary people in your, not ancillary, but there are these people who exist on the peripheries of like what defines your world, like the money, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of like social hierarchy and all of that. Status, like friends yeah. who you have from like, that you're like, oh, I'm going to send them one too because we once were very close and like I'm hoping that maybe right. like, like that kind of a thing. But I feel like it is... It is really interesting because I think that it, it for the people, the majority of the people who are receiving these cards, probably from like Brandy's character, she's just matching energy. It's she's probably <gasps> based on where yeah. they live and like they have this big multi million dollar estate. Their friends all probably have big multi million dollar estates. There's probably a few people who are still within like their orbit that like don't live the kind of life that they live, and they're just like rant. But they make up like the they make up the minority. Like so, I'm mm-hmm. sure that for them it's not weird because you would have to leave your bubble and go out into the world to encounter like other people are to be reminded of the fact that like, Oh, everybody don't got it like us. So I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit of like a tone deafness. And if I will say anything mm-hmm. for Brandy's character, who is obviously very sweet, there may be a little bit of like naivete. And I think that like the journey totally. she goes on with Heather is to un- is like towards understanding that like, Oh, like everybody doesn't live this way. And like how, mm-hmm. how like crazy. And maybe, you know, it'll change the way that she sort of shares information. But I also get the fact that, like, you, you know, how else do you tell people that your daughter is the is the youngest <laughs> admitted student think, at Harvard University? I think that shit you just gotta fucking tell them. I think the, yeah. the stuff associated That's with pretty wealth, fucking incredible. wealth <laughs> is more difficult. But the fact that your child got into <laughs> Harvard when she's like 12, is, well, is she even 12? No. She's 10. She was like she 10. Maybe 10. She's yeah. so young. Yeah, you gotta shout that from the fucking rooftops because that's insane. That's crazy. And that's also that like would, that's an that would have made the papers. You know what I mean? That's like your achievement, but that's very much her achievement too. So it's right, like right. exactly. You know, and everybody can, I think, relate to just celebrating like the wins of their kids, other than me, mm-hmm. because I, I lost custody. But once I get things figured out and once I crack the code on what the legal system claims that they want to see in order for me to be a good pappy, well, I think it's then I'll do very it. clear. I don't think there's any claims to be made. It was it's a just, little bit this is what vague. you have to do. No, it's actually just step by step. And I have gone through this with you a few times. Oh, and you've left, the, you've, you've left the room every time and said, I have to go check on something. And then you were gone for days at a time because it's just like so, it's one thing after another it's like you yeah yeah that's so parenting. much stuff it's like that's, a list that's, that's parenting you've got to feed them you got to feed them first and, of all every you got to feed them every day and not just you know what, brandon, not brandon no it's it's multiple times oh, a day God, forget yeah. about it it's just like i yeah. can't who can who can commit to that and, and you've got to remember pa- to pick them up from school every day and you've got to yeah. like teach them things but it can't be like uh-huh it can't be like grifting. Like I can't teach them like any of my like my tricks from when I used to be on the road, you know, doing all of my well, car if you're stuff. Sigourney Weaver and your kid is Jennifer Love Hewitt, then you can. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. We should do Heartbreakers. Anyway. I so, love that movie. <laughs> we should do Heartbreakers. That would be so much fun. Um, so but we've I'm, both seen it, haven't we? Yeah, but it's been a long yeah. time and it's, it's okay. a hot one. Um, yeah, we can break our own goddamn rules. Yeah, Anyways, we've done please it before. Proceed. So I, well, my last like it is just I just like that like basically Heather Graham just decides that like if you thought her sister meant anything to her, she doesn't. 
Um, because (laughs) she's all but abandoned. And the second time watching the movie, I turned to Dave and I said, imagine being her sister. Because essentially what she's decided is not only did we not drive to her house after telling you that we were going to be late and then you probably stayed up all night waiting on us. Surprise, surprise, we're at my super rich friend's home in a completely (laughs) different state. I'm lying. Well, it probably feels like bullshit when you're like, oh my God, and my son Grant put in the wrong directions and this Kawiki Dink led us to Utah to this palace that I'm living in for, for, I'm going to be here for the, it's like, oh, okay, so you're going to come to tomorrow um, you're like okay no i can see why you would think dumb. that i can yeah. see why you would think that but we're actually gonna stay in the manse um here mm. uh and just like see where this goes well we have our own temperature control in our in in our bedrooms so. we have our own nest in our bedroom and i'm not sleeping on an air mattress in a guest room mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. this is really uh this is really giving. <laughs> I, I bring up the air mattress because I um, my mom has a room that is dedicated to crafts and that has become my room when I go home now. It used to have a bed <laughs> in it, but she was like, fuck that. So it's just got <laughs> shelves of like crafts and things in it now. But my mom does bring in an air mattress when I come home. And last time I was there, my mom had, she'd be so annoyed me telling this. My mom had gotten like, it was a king size air mattress. So it took up the entire <laughs> room. So I couldn't get around it. And I talked to her the other day and she was like, guess what I just got? Uh, I got you a, a queen size air mattress so you'll be able to walk around it. And you know, <laughs> that's the same thing as having a thermostat in your uh, in your room. And uh, I'm like, wow, is my mom obsessed with me? She got me a queen size air mattress. Well, you better leave her a good review on Airbnb or one of the Absolutely, whatever, I will. On Angie's know? List. Mm-hmm. On Angie's List is always Angie's where I leave List, your favorite, favorite list. So yeah, so that, um, that was... My last one was just that her sister Stacy can basically kick rocks. And we and the thing is that when you have people coming for holidays, you make so many like plans. For a week as well. It's and not her only plans, just like it's like probably gifts, oh, yeah. food, games. like grocery shopping, games, like beds have been made, house has been decorated, Christmas cheer has been unlocked. And you're like, sorry, Stace, we're not gonna come for Christmas. I'd be like, you what? Like, you know, the snow's melted. You can fucking come now. And she's like, but I'm reconciling with my old friend Jackie. And it's like, can you reconcile with your old friend Jackie like any other fucking week, please? You really want to mend bridges with your millionaire friend, though, if you got one (laughs) that's willing to do it. Let's be real. Oh, my Um, God. So, yeah. So you want to go into the love it? Yeah, we can go right into my first love it point, which is I actually thought Jason Biggs performance was the best of the whole movie. I think he gave like a a more grounded performance than anybody else. And I feel like even though Jason Biggs is like he suffers kind of from the same thing that I would imagine Heather Graham might suffer from, which is like, oh, that's the guy who fucked a pie in a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like his reputation precedes him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I didn't feel at all like I had to get through that with him, be like, oh, that's Jason Biggs. It was like, oh, he's his character. And I felt like he didn't have he he had the advantage of not having to be the crazy partner like Heather yeah. Graham was. He was or a straight man. The oh yeah, he was a straight man. And or like the overly know, like nice and like, you know, saccharine yes. like friend that like, like Brandy has to play. Brandy has to play. So it's yeah. like he definitely did have an advantage, but I de- I, I felt like he kind of knocked it out of the park. I was I I, I was surprised not surprised. I think he's a good actor in the stuff that he's been in. I mean, yeah, it it also wasn't like the Tempest. Like he made it work. I 
I, Brandon, no, I'm of course. Giving somewhat, I'm not. I of course I know this wasn't the <sighs> tempest. I was just trying to give him his flowers. No, he did. He did a nice job. He did. I mean, he did a nice Ooh. job on um on that Orange Is New Black show as well. That was where he I did. first probably like mm-hmm. saw that like he had a little bit of like range, even though the character yeah. just started to piss me off. But he mm-hmm. did. A, he did. A, he did a nice job on that. And you got me thinking. Do you think that we've been talking about like who's going to be the next like? Arnofsky muse that is going to get their well like performance um, mm. or their wrestler moment. Uh, do mm-hmm. we think that Biggs, do you think that Darren Arnofsky could direct Jason Biggs to a best actor Academy award? I don't see why not. Uh, the, the truth is spoken. And so. I'd love to see where you land on, on the, on what side of this you land. Um, wait, on wait, on what side of what? Yes or no? Do you think Darren Aronofsky could bring? I think if anybody out? could, Baby D could do it. I think that that's not the apps, question. <laughs> I think it. I think it really depends <laughs> that, on what the, like, yes the project no. is, and of it has to be like, d- of course, of course, of course, it's a yes or no question. Mm. Yeah, I do. I think that he Good. could get a gritty, gritty fucking like mm-hmm. performance, and I think if he just was like. I want to take you and like Lacey Chabert to like mm. the depths of hell mm-hmm. performance wise. I want you <laughs> and her. I do have, I do have my doubts about oh. Lacey. <laughs> I tried to put her in there and you were like, oh, hold on. That's not what I said. Um, like gritty, like coal miners in like a town and like, like Jason Biggs character. Like he hurts his back on one of those, like, on one of those deep, mm. you know, those deep uh, excavations, and like you see the canary, <laughs> and you know it's time to get out, mm. but you like mm-hmm. you miss it. You miss it because the canary I, ends so- up getting like caught in something, so you miss the canary, and then you end up getting like pummeled, and then he's out and he's on oxy, and she's his wife, and she's fucking tooth- toothless, and she's just like. We got Patty's bills. And it's just gritty as fuck. What? And they're giving that like, was your Lacey Chabert. That was my impression? toothless Lacey Chabert. Yeah. <laughs> they're going there. And it's the two of them just like fucking like digging their heels in. And they're just like, they make the whale look like finding Nemo. To be honest, I'm not sure that I see Jason Biggs in that particular story. Okay. Although I do think like there's room for different ideas on what he can play, but I could imagine him maybe like a a psychologist who works in Los Angeles, who is having his own psychotic break himself and still trying to maintain his practice and help his patients all while hiding what he's going through. He's trying to medicate himself. He's not speaking to any other mental health professionals about what he's going through. He's trying to hide it from his wife and kids. And, you know, there's, uh, uh, eventually they find him in, you know, a fugue state walking the canyons nude and it's all going to come clean. And it's a really, it's a really gritty sort of um, portrayal of what our mental health professionals are going through Mm. um, while trying to maintain, um, you know, their life. Yeah, you're right. And Mm -hmm. maybe, and I feel like, I guess if you really want to sort of align him with an Academy Award moment there, you really want to mm-hmm. see if you can get like 
a Chloe Sevigny or like a Michelle Williams to play his mm. wife. The actress Michelle mm-hmm. Williams and not the member of Destiny's Child. Although that is yeah. his own kind of interesting that, moment that I'm not completely I, that opposed is to, I guess. that I'd be willing to entertain and I'd be willing to talk about. Absolutely. So like, I think this is, or this Michelle Williams is switching halfway through the movie and us not addressing mm-hmm. it and just like letting the fucking performance like tell its own story. Uh, <laughs> a messy one, albeit, but a story nonetheless. <laughs> I am for that. And then in my movie, I'll just throw in like Mark Paul Gosser then. I think it, I think like a former Ooh, child okay. star yeah. being put into a gritty fucking role um, mm-hmm. is really Oscar bait. And maybe the weight of a Mark Paul Gosser can't also like carry a Lacey Chabert, but I'd like to see what, what Lacey does with that role of like mm-hmm. rural, like coal miner's wife who maybe ends up even having to get her hands dirty oh and maybe it's a coal mine where they won't let women work in the coal mine so she has to start going to work in drag as her husband because he's at home and so she starts wearing like a fake mustache and like a hat and just showing up with her mouth full of like you know she gives tabacky. like the the gender fuckery Ooh. that um julia roberts gives in sleeping with the enemy which Very is another that. episode we did a, a few weeks ago you should definitely listen to that but and then i can yeah, see that happening i like mm-hmm. the idea of that and like she's just all of a sudden stepping into her masculine energy which is unlocking like a whole new sort of sexual mm-hmm. awakening for her as well mm-hmm. and so we've got him oh. and her Okay, yeah, because I think anytime you want to go Oscar, you definitely want to at least lean a little gay. And the two of them at the house, and then he's like, and then they're like fighting, and things are being, you know, in the Oscar sizzle reel, and he's like flipping over tables, and he's like, "Who's mm. a man here?" And she's like, "You tell me." And it's mm. just like, like biting, like fucking dialogue. Mm. I, I think, mm-hmm. I think we've we've basically come up with what we have is we have two separate pitches for Jason and Darren, and I think we come in with both and we see which one they like better, and that's <sighs> sort of how we go from there. I just imagine us in Steve Jobs style black turtleneck sitting down with them and like selling them these movies and then them both being like, okay, where are the scripts? And us not having them. It's We've like, just got like folders, leather bound folders that we just purchased like empty. from like fucking sharper image. And like, we're like, yeah, yeah, that would it be the is. next step. I get why you would ask about the the script at this point. And it's coming if you're wondering, but it's, it's not not it's quite cooking. We, it, we there's some tweaks that need to happen <laughs> they're like you literally you propose that we pay you five million dollars for a script that you haven't written and <laughs> not uh, we'd love to see one page <laughs> so you know we're gonna we're gonna cook a little bit more in the kitchen and then we're gonna we're gonna throw it out there um so my first love it for this movie was what are these relationships like, mm. I found myself so confused because at the beginning of the movie, we get one, by the way, one breaking of the fourth wall that happens at the beginning of the movie that, mm-hmm. speaking of Mark Paul Gossler, may make you think that we're going to, like, <laughs> this is going to be a recurring trope. It is not. Heather Graham breaks the wall one time at the beginning of the movie and never again. And I got so mad about that. I was like, why is she talking to us? Yeah, like, we why don't introduce know it? her. Like, yeah, ex- I was like, what is this, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Like, stop speaking to us. It comes out of nowhere and it's so like unnecessary and it just, it happens. And then we don't do it again. And then she's talking about like, she's talking about Jackie, the Brandy character. She makes it seem like they're friends, but then like on the car ride to nowhere that ends up leading them to Brandy's home, we like find out that like Brandy used to date Rob, who is the Jason Biggs character. 
And mm-hmm. so, and then we also find out that he was engaged to Brand, like he proposed marriage to Brandy at one point. I and forgot about that. That's right. It's like, it's so much. And it's like, wait, what's going on? And then they like get to the house and she sets them up in this guest room. Brandy brings in a framed photograph of her and Jason from a battle of the bands. I'm assuming in college of the, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's just like, it's graphic the worst designers. Photoshop of all time. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like these two in this photo together, rocking out. And then like Heather says something like she calls him Robbie. And then he leaves, she leaves the room and he calls her Jax, Jackie. He refers to her as Jax. And she's like, ooh, Jax and Robbie. She's like, you two were together for long enough to give each other nicknames? What, what's going on there? And I'm like, wait, I thought she was your best friend. You tell yeah. us what's going on there. because It's so confusing. It's At times it seems like, it seems like Jackie is closer to Rob than she is to, to Charlotte, which is confusing because it's like, I thought this whole thing was about you and your best friend having lost touch over the years and like there being this kind of tension, but then it sort of becomes about like the relationship between like Jackie and Rob and like this jealousy well, that's also, bubbling over for like Charlotte. At that point when she like, after they spend the night and she like bring, we find out that her and Rob were in like a band together and she like brings the fame framed photo. Like I was like, wait a minute. Does that, am I, do they know each other through Rob then? Like, do they not even really know each other? But then like later in the movie, it's like, Oh, you got me. You're the one who helped me get me through physics one oh one, And it's like, okay, so you did all go to college together. I'm so fucking confused. Also in the first scene when she's reading the newsletter and then her son sees it and he sees, uh, he sees it and he's like, Oh my God, I want to go visit these people. Like they look like fun and they have money. And then he says, who's Jackie. And then she says, Jackie is she's, she's, she was my BFF. She says she's my oh, former BFF. Right. And so I'm yeah. like, okay, so like she is your BFF, but also you don't know details. And it's possible that you ended up marrying a person that your friend dated in college. And like, I guess it's possible that you were not privy to all of their, but it, the fact that she didn't know how long they dated and then she like, they then they like downplay it. And then like he mentions that he proposed to her at one point. It's just, it's so much. And it's, it's like, muddled, it's like, it's really best. muddled and it feels like there's just trope on top of trope and they just want to create another way for like Charlotte to be <laughs> to another thing for her to be threatened about. Um, but it's like, it's so funny and it comes out of nowhere. And I mean, it's just, it, it honestly, it, it just, it leads me into my next, my next love it point, which is just the fact that like, you have to like suspend disbelief to imagine a world where like Brandy and like Jason Biggs ended up together and, <laughs> like, and like, and, and were enough of a couple that like marriage was proposed. <laughs> there's like, there's no chemistry between Heather Graham and Jason Biggs, but there's even less chemistry between no. Jason Biggs and Brandy. So it's just like so funny. Cause it's like, n- there's not the moment of danger that you want us to believe exists. And when you see the Absolutely scenes not. of Heather Graham, like with this sort of strained expression on her face, trying to sort of like deal with like the fact that like let it snow is being sung it's a a duet of let it snow is being sung by brandy and like (laughs) jason biggs at like a rehearsal for a town pageant or something it's just it's so funny heather's face is just like she's fuming and it's like she's fuming but it's like this false jealousy because she sees a letter in the mail from Rob to um, Brandy's character Jackie and she doesn't get a chance to open it because I guess she's thinks she's entitled to open other people's mail and so instead of like asking 
her husband about it, she whips herself into a frenzy of jealousy. It ends up being that he's secretly sending out holiday newsletters on behalf of his family that he's so proud his of. Big secret. And she, his big secret. She, hate, and she hates newsletters. She hates these holiday newsletters so much. So he's, <laughs> he's proud of his family, even though she's not proud of what she's accomplished. So he like takes it upon himself to like secretly without her knowledge, send these newsletters out. Also, like, just so you know, story. no straight man. No, I know that was men. the first thing I thought was like, what no, straight like, man is straight, going heterosexual husband is doing. I'm sorry. I hear I have a lot of female friends married to straight men. And let me tell you, they can't get their husband to fucking do the dishes, let alone write a holiday brag sheet and send it out to all of their friends secretly. <laughs> And he like, there's like a confrontation moment when she finds out what was in the envelope and he's like, yeah, well, you may not be proud of our family, but I am. And it's like, okay, sure. And it's like, quick, tell us what your daughter's teacher's name is. Oh my God. <laughs> you know it's I mean? just, it's like, so funny because it comes yeah. out of nowhere and you're like, oh, this is the twist. Okay. <laughs> so Jason's really into like the yearly announcement of like, you know, how many teeth his daughter lost and he wants to make sure that the world knows. Um, <laughs> it is hilarious. That's when he's not pining after Brandy. Mm-hmm. And so that was really good. Um, What's your next love it, Jay? So my next love it point is um, <laughs> I love how Heather's character is just brimming with just vibrating with jealousy over Brandy's perfect life. And then Brandy's like, girl, you want it to really hurt? You're about to find out I can sing too. And she comes out and does this like, you know, I mean, it's Brandy. So she's got a beautiful singing voice and she does two performances throughout the movie. And I just thought, I loved that that was another element that they added into it. It's like, I'm rich. I have a hot husband. I've retired early. My kids are amazing. And your husband may or may not be in love with me. And guess what, baby? I can also sing. <laughs> no, it's like Brandy cooing. I think it's two songs that are on her new album, which I just yeah. listened to, and it's really fabulous. It's like a very like adult Christmas album. I and love. I love Brandy, and I listening to this Who album. Doesn't? It's a perfect showcase of like everything that's wonderful about Brandy's voice. And mm-hmm. I was saying to a friend of ours, I was like the thing about Brandy is that you're not going to get like big like over the top belty notes, but what you're going to get is like incredible tone and like yeah. some of the most beautiful phrasing and runs that you've ever heard. She's mm-hmm. such a like technician of that. And I just I have yeah. such like respect for like her ability to like really paint pictures with her voice. And like that stuff mm-hmm. is hard. Um and it's so intricate hard. and complicated and to like nail it the way that she does. So it's really great to see her singing these two songs, which is like perfect that she released the album Christmas with Brandy right at the yeah. time to do her Kirk Cross promotion. I love to see it. Yeah. I um, mean it was a I mean, I'm sure one begot the other, of course. Oh, for sure. You know? it, yeah. it was just really fun. But it's super funny that like Brandy has like there's this whole like jealousy thing. There's this whole like Bob, Carol, Ted, and Alice, like, are they gonna mm-hmm. all just like fuck aspect to this movie? <laughs> where it's like there's a moments when like Brandy's husband, Valentino, and like Heather like make eye contact, and you're like, is everybody gonna just like fuck after the kids go to sleep? Like, like what's that going is, on? That's my next love it point <laughs> is that I think in order to break all of the fucking tension in this movie, 
I think they should all just swap partners and have and, a night together. Oh my god! It would, it, the, it would release the tension by two hundred percent. Y'all need to fuck each other and like have a fun wife swap Christmas, and you know what I mean. Keep it moving. Do you really think that that would release the tension, or would that just create <laughs> no, a whole? Of course I'm not. just gonna say. <laughs> I don't really believe that. Of course not. It would make no, I everything. Was like, so I was much like, oh worse. my god. But we do get a lot of. <laughs> moment we get a lot of moments of like there'll be like a moment at like dinner where like brandy like grabs like jason's hand or like she's laughing and she touches his shoulder and then the camera pans to heather and her eyes are all big and googly and then she looks over at brandy's husband and he looks at her and it's like this tense moment like it's just so there was one point where brandy referred to him as like her rock and roll king or something yeah she calls him like rocker robbie a couple times and i hate it well I was like, you call my husband your king in front of me and it's on site, baby girl. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> oh, is that oh would you would you throw a fit if you if if that no, happened? I'm just kidding. If I was no, like rocker tea. like how fucking dare you not Um, my bitch (laughs) it's like it's like i mean it it is funny just because it's the people that it is and like in a world where there was even that's what i mean a modicum of danger that felt like it was like if i if i thought for a second like there was any vibe between jason biggs and brandy which just feels funny to even say out loud it's so funny it would be like it I bet it be was the funny moment. for Jason and Brandy to think about too. Oh, I'm sure. Like these two in like, what world? The kid from American Pie and Moesha finally just like <laughs> going it at together. it, giving the world what they've been wanting for years. <laughs> um, it would have been a moment. Um, mm-hmm. My next love it point was actually so it's tied to everything we were just talking about, but it's also like Brandy's relationship with her husband, which like they're trying to commit to this sort of like. He's this hot, like, Latin lover. And, like, mm-hmm. him and Brandy have a lot of, like, moments where they'll be just, like, making out. The night that, like... So much. So much. The night that uh, Heather Graham and Jason Pitt Scott, I'm just calling by their character names. The night that Rob yeah. and Charlotte get, get into this house and they put them in the guest room, they are trying to go to sleep. And all of a sudden, like, the bed is shaking. Like, these walls might as well just be made of crepe paper. Because <laughs> the bed is shaking to such a degree because... We as we're led to believe I guess Brandy and her husband are just fucking on the other side of this wall and it's like (laughs) this house is so big you're telling me that the only room you can put me in is a room where the two beds are like only separated barely by this thin wall and maybe they're setting this up to sort of like have that little bit of like will they won't they pregnant in the air like is everybody just kind of fucking even though you know they're not because it's a Netflix like holiday movie but But also uh, also makes you think like well is Brandy bragging about all this? Because she's fucking her husband like this right next to us when she could go to any other room of her mansion? Uh, also, or just not fuck because you know that your like friends are like sharing a wall 100%. with you. Or it's just it's so much. And also, like they haven't even met your husband yet. Like it's just yeah. like he's just he's just the person dicking you down as far as they're concerned. And 100%. it just it's a lot. And it was really <laughs> funny. And also, like, we get that, and then we get this moment. Heather Graham, like, sneaks away because she's seen Brandy and Jason, like, performing Let It Snow together, and she's like, it's too sexy, it's too much, I gotta get out of here. So she <laughs> oh pretends God. like she's gonna go buy presents, and she sneaks back to the house to go, like, snooping around. She goes into, like, this upstairs wing of the home. Brandy's husband comes home, and he... 
and he, they think that somebody's broken into their house because this house doesn't have like a million fucking alarms on it. But they come into the house. He enters into this dark like attic space. Heather Graham is up there, but he can't see her and he drop kicks her. And before he drop kicks her, he says, you broke into the wrong house, Cabron. And then he drops, kick, drop kicks her and she flies across the fucking room. And then like the scene, like the lights come on and the scene just proceeds. And I think she's got a broken rib. Like 100%. And we never talk about it. So I'm assuming that like all's well that ends well, but like. And she it, moves around fine after that, but. It was you know. really fucking funny. And yeah. we are. And then we're introduced to like, if you want to know one of the reason why they're like this, like perfect, like sickeningly happy couple. Brandy's been like reconstructing like the dollhouse that like her husband's mother, like it was like the last dollhouse she built before she died and it was destroyed in a fire. So she's been constructing <laughs> this dollhouse. I mean, yeah, she's retired. She's retired now. She's she's constructed this massive dollhouse for her daughter. That's like a gift from like her abuela and from like her husband and from her so it's all about like family and like roots and it's just such mm-hmm. a funny moment it's like it's so sickly and it is it's just hilarious that it's like even as she's trying to unearth like a secret she actually just like discovers more ways that these people are like fabulous <laughs> and like this really and, like, like loving love supportive each other. unit yeah Oh my and, god! And that's she so funny. almost lost a fucking rib in the process because <laughs> she really did. There's so many times in this movie where like Heather Graham is like sneaking around the house looking for something, and then like they'll hear a noise, and like Brandy will like scream for her husband, and it's like just calm down, like <laughs> go see what's going on. Like you have a big right. house, you have three mm-hmm. or four extra people here that aren't normally here. There's a lot mm-hmm. happening. Like it's probably a guest in your home and not a robber. But every time not they hear time like time to drop kick someone no they hear like a picture frame fall above them and she's like oh my god call the cops and it's like let's just see what's happening (laughs) could be a rambunctious child right exactly living in terror (laughs) what's your what's your next love it okay this is my final love it point and then i just have a few love it's but this is this is a quick one but when heather and val are having this conversation val is brandy's husband and there it's after dinner um heather is in her ill-advised red jumpsuit and they're having wine chatting about you know he senses some discomfort in heather and heather is basically admitting to him that she's concerned that Jason Biggs and Brandy like are still attracted to each other or whatever. And he goes like, well, you know, people can be attracted to each other and not mean anything. Like, are you attracted to me? And she's like, I mean, of course you're like a gorgeous man. And then he, then she goes, she asks him, are you attracted to me? And he goes, no. And the scene ends. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck <laughs> like no qualifiers like I thought it was going to be like oh, we're saying no for the joke and then he's going to be like because you know some, that would be inappropriate yeah that would be inappropriate I don't step out on my wife or whatever and make her feel even worse but like it was so funny he just said no the scene ended she and we never talked about it again what we, <laughs> I was okay. like that is so rude <laughs> so that was actually that was my next one too um, okay perfect and so no it was that and it's also what makes it funny is like they're sitting here they're having this wine they're having like mm-hmm. kind of like 
It's like it's like a ruminative conversation. A They're having yeah. a heart to heart. He's like, hey, like, what's going on? Come like sit here. He pours her a little bit of wine. They're talking. She's sharing some of her insecurities. It's a very like low key sort of scene. Like the dialogue is sort of very like languorous. Like it's like drawn out. And the way mm-hmm. he says no is so disruptive. It is just <laughs> like he says it so quickly. It's almost like. If that were the answer, like even you taking a second to contemplate it wouldn't make it less like cutting. Offensive. But he, and he's you just like jar, he's like scared by the question. He's like, no. Yeah, he's like, no. <laughs> like, not at all. And also, he's like, I don't have to think about it. And he's like, I saw you in the romper. I'm good. And also, <laughs> also, the camera does a cut to Heather Graham's face. So you just have the face of a woman who has been freshly (laughs) deflated, who's already (laughs) feeling kind of like shitty about herself. And like, he just like, he just, just chopped her down Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she's already feeling low. And like, it's just so fucking funny. And then her face is just sort of like, it's like, it's like, it's just dour. It's just like, and then like the camera cuts and we're on a new scene. We never interrogate that moment anymore. No. <laughs> she just has to sit with it and so do we. Yeah, and it's like if somebody like said that to me like and the answer was no, obvious. I can't imagine a person ever saying to me, "Oh god, I can't imagine me looking at a person in the face and just saying no." If they asked me, "Do you find me, me like neither, attractive?" I'd be like, "Beauty's complicated." Mean. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Beauty's complicated. I'd we don't like, put a name on I it." I love I love who you are so much. It's hard for me to divorce like my feelings about you as a friend and like my feelings as you as a person, as a sexual being, you know what I mean? Cause we're just that so, kind of thing. yeah. I mean, you can talk your way out of that. My God, you didn't have yeah. to fucking scream. You don't have to fucking scream. No in her face. <laughs> no. In the face of a woman who's at one of her lowest points and like yeah. feeling vulnerable about having to like and compete. Which with- you sensed and knew and invited her to sort of talk about it with you well, you literally <laughs> asked her if she found you attractive and then she like affirmed you and then would, it let us here which makes me think that like valentino was not such a good guy but also they didn't know like it was like why open up this can of worms and never <laughs> touch on it again like why we just let like, this float out just so we exactly. know that heather's feeling like shit and like we know that her character is like and I will spiraling. say they could have done this movie is an hour and 21 minutes. Like they had time to do they a little they more. They could have ironed if some they things out. 10 more minutes to this movie, they could have ironed out some details. And like, okay, so like I don't have a lot in the in my load the uh, point uh section, but mm-hmm. I do want to okay. So the first thing I want to mention is just like there is something, which is the initial thing that I messaged Jane about when I first saw this trailer. It is mm-hmm. like really weird that we have this movie that is like centering around like this white woman whose sole mm-hmm. purpose is to like out this like black, the successful black woman as like being inauthentic <laughs> in some way. Not even out her, like take her down. Like it's <laughs> like, like she's, she's actively trying to embarrass her. It's just like so weird. It's like she's been nothing but gracious and kind to you. And like you're mm-hmm. at her home and you're essentially just saying, like, there's no way that like you're this beautiful and your marriage is this perfect and like your family mm-hmm. is this like perfect and that you are who you say you are and like you sold your company for the amount of money. But it's also funny because so many of the details, as we find out in the movie, like she's on the covers of like magazines and like she's mm-hmm. like, this proven sort of like success and so it's just kind of funny as well because it's like 
for black women to get that kind of coverage, they are already being vetted on such a like different level than like their white counterparts. That it's just like, you know, it's like that clip that's going viral right now. I haven't seen the Renaissance film yet, but like the clip of like Beyonce talking to she's talking to somebody about how she wants the producer of the the show about how she wants um a, a screen i think like a like a camera that captures like 30 feet wide or something like that mm-hmm. and the person tells her it's a white man and he says that's not possible and then beyonce i think pers- it was a kind of light wasn't it, it? it may have been a, i think it was it was something to do with i don't think it was light i think it was I something to seen it do yet, but with um, like, we might be thinking about different things it, it was something to do with like the mm-hmm. the the frame like how wide okay. a frame could be captured and she's like i want like a camera that can capture like a 30 foot frame and this guy is basically saying to her like this producer is basically saying that's yeah. not that's not possible and she go she googles it and then she just basically i've just seen the clip of her saying it is probably no it is it does it. he says it doesn't exist and she googles it and then it's pr- quickly discovers that it does exist and it's like how it's just, dare you? <laughs> well, it's so funny because it's like she's yeah. like arguably the biggest pop star in the world. Like mm-hmm. such an intelligent, like, you know, proven businesswoman. And it's like mm-hmm. you still thought that your whiteness was going to like in some way serve as like as like unquestionable like proof that anything authority. that you say. Yeah, it's like unquestionable authority. That anything that you like, say if is like you true. didn't know that that existed. Why don't you just say, oh, I haven't heard of that. Let me look let me and check see into what, it. Yeah. Let me see what what's available and see if we can do that. And that That's you thought all- she wasn't going to interrogate it any more than that yeah. and she was just going you, to like rest on like who you are absolutely. and your position in the world and like let you be She's deemed as expert. Beyonce. It's just like, like so funny so i think that's another layer of this of this whole dynamic in the movie where it's like she's been vetted by the world like you don't like who are you to vet her like right and you're a guest in her home so it's like obviously this is a stupid schmaltzy fucking movie that's like right but it was like an element of it that i was like okay well i mean it's that's my first loathe point as well it's the exact same thing where it's like there is something really unsettling about seeing a white woman running around a black woman's house (laughs) who is very successful happy who has things and all you're trying to do is gather evidence to take her down embarrass her make her feel like what you consider to be a definition of success is like a fallacy when none of that is true. And even when you find evidence of the things being true, you still don't trust her and you still are running around trying to find evidence about how she can't have everything that you, that she quote unquote claims to have. And I think this movie doesn't deal with race at all. How could it? It's an hour and 21 minutes and we don't have people at the helm who are capable of turning it into that conversation. But as a viewer, there is no way for me to, and clearly for you too, to not recognize that that is an element at play that makes me uncomfortable. And I think like what the hope was from like the filmmakers and the people who are participating in it is like, Oh, we as a society are rising above that conversation. That's not what this is. But the fact of the matter is that we as, as, 
a society aren't even close to being there. So we can't rise above this conversation. This can't not be about race because it's a white woman and a black woman. And what this white woman is doing is actively trying to damage a black woman because she feels bad about herself. And also it comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. And again, I know this is like a, what you said, like a cheesy, you know, they're like these two, these two overly woke, woke clowns in Chicago are like trying to put, like trying to like put this, like this racial aspect of it. But it honestly just stood out to me because it was just sort of the elephant in the room. That's like, this is a story of like friendship between, you know, two women of different races. And like, it is like a little bit weird that like, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to out her. I'm here and I'm going to prove that. And it's also, it just, it come, it's for no reason. There's nothing that like, and I think, I think it's irresponsible as a white woman to not think about how, how you are participating in that sort of white supremacy, even on those levels that you wouldn't necessarily recognize. You For think sure. it's about something else, but like if you aren't under, and again, I understand that this is all like a Christmas movie, but it's, it's impossible to not think about those things when this is the way our world is. You know what I mean? Like you have a responsibility to recognize that like inherent white supremacy within yourself. And that is not what Heather Graham's character is doing, obviously. And it like never comes up, even in like a moment with her and her husband where he's like, you realize how wild this is that you're running your white ass around these people's house trying to like discredit them even as we nobody is saying that like (laughs) and also like it's like it's also unclear what she thinks is fake like all she keeps saying is like nobody's life is this perfect but it's like what do you think is and like ultimately what we do find out which we still hadn't quite mentioned i is like the elephant in the room ends up being that brandy's older the son that we don't meet daniel actually passed away the year the year preceding this one and like so like that part of her story in her newsletter where she talks about daniel's humanitarian work that he's doing is helping like you know hundreds of children you know in africa and things like that and then we later find out that daniel passed away and what she meant in the newsletter when she said that was like the foundation that her and her husband started in his name is carrying on the work that she feels he would have done had he been around and so Mm -hmm. it's like that's the most that we find out about her is just that she has a son who is like deceased (laughs) that she's hidden from people which is like it's like she first of all grief is complicated so it's like you can never like understand why someone makes the choices that they do when they're in the throes of that kind of grief so it's like even if you want to say like well why did she write about it in the newsletter like that if she like wasn't trying to hide something it's like do you feel good about wanting to expose a woman's um you know grief over her child that she lost no parent would ever ever want to experience that do you feel good that you found that out baby girl do you feel also good? like also like <laughs> a, it's also a year it's been a year so it's like everything is it couldn't be fresher so yeah. it's just like it's just like it's so that's like a point that i was just a little bit like it's funny that we're not interrogating this or talking about this there wasn't a moment where even just like for her to be like this is this is a learning moment for me or like like anything there's no like there's no growth in that regard um which i also wanted to know how he died too that was of course you always you always (laughs) want to know i just 
I like details, you know. I do too. I know. It's I like think, the one think, question you have no business the ever asking. People who have made it all the way to the end of this podcast understand that we like details. Like yeah. we have a whole podcast about it. But sorry, go it ahead. It is like a wild thought. It's like, oh my god, yeah. And our son, he died a co- he died a year ago. How? <laughs> you can't ask, of Never. course, but it's like as no, you just like you you, like, you just say things like, oh, you know? it must have. Oh, it must have been oh so sudden. Oh my god, I'm so no. sorry. Actually, it it wasn't. It wasn't sudden. Mm. So like a long, mm. just a long illness. Then uh, yeah. not exactly. That's not the word I'd use. <laughs> and at this point, you're okay. just crying. Okay, it's yeah. Like... And there's, there's no more. There's no more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Jane, did you have any more loathits? I mean, I think that was basically it. My last final one is like, there's no way in hell she would have been able to fix that um, dollhouse, which she shattered on the ground. I just like, they have this like montage of her and Jason Biggs fixing this dollhouse that Brandon mentioned earlier that um, Brandy had painstakingly put together. And then at the end they have Heather and Jason Biggs fixing it and they're like putting the final touches in it. It's like, that thing was a goner. You never would have been able to fix that in like a couple of hours before Christmas. No, no. fucking way. And my last, <laughs> my last loaded point is simply, I don't understand why Heather didn't understand that like having a rich friend is just a win-win all around. And <laughs> it's like, a positive thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. And what we find out at the end is that, cause you know, as they predicted the, the, it seems that like Heather ends up working for Brandy, like yeah. on the memorial, like a part of the foundation that like is, you know, that her son, you know, that she created in her son Daniel's honor. And it's like, yeah, dummy, you could have just like all you had to do was play the hand you were dealt, which is a pretty good mm-hmm. one. And yeah. you'd be like in a better position, silly. And so it takes her forever Being to understand what to- I knew instantly. Yeah. Well, that's why I make a point to um, suss out the salary of all of my friends so I know who to be the kindest to and understand sort of like where my loyalties will lie when push comes to shove. And if that's not clear, my loyalties will lie with the person who makes the most money. It, it was clear. It was clear. Okay. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. You remain morally bankrupt, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> what else is now? <laughs> so on that note, we mm. we all we didn't even look. You should go watch this movie if you've got mm. eighty minutes to kill. We didn't even mention the solar powered <laughs> hot air balloon. That is the a very hot air hot... balloon thing. It's a whole thing at the end. It, well, you know what? It's insane. We've got to leave some surprises for them if they haven't seen it. You, it's a cute movie. It's a family movie. You can watch it with everybody. Growing on and, while you yeah. like, you know, while you groom a cat or while you wrap Christmas presents, have mm-hmm. a glass of wine and listen to the pod and have fun watching it. It's it, it's a good time <laughs> and you know it's it's a fun and it's good to know that everybody everybody's got got a check this time of year. It's nice to see we everybody working. We love a holiday movie, we love it. and even we we do. And I enjoyed watching it. And it's you know it's fun when it's like famous people getting involved oh, in these sure. kinds of movies. And, and famous people from our childhood have like a yeah. very like special place. Also, earlier when you were talking about like this whole dynamic of like this white woman like running around a house trying to prove it, I was like, <laughs> what would be like a modern like equivalent? And this isn't the equivalent at all. But the one that I th- I was like, oh, it would be like Willa Ford, like running around Rihanna's house, trying to like prove that like she's like not as she's not what she claims to be. And that was like <laughs> Willa Ford. Well, she wants I'm to be a, bad. 
she and she you make bad look so good the thing about willa ford is that most of you probably don't know who she is and what you should do is at, at upon the completion of this podcast open up youtube and type in i want to be bad by willa ford and watch the video and bask in it and understand the cultural reset that happened when that thing fucking dropped and then so. every pop girly decided that bad was the way to go. Mm-hmm. Legend has it that Willow was the blueprint, um, mm. which we'll debate. We'll debate a- only. We, we won't debate it with Gen Zers. We'll debate it only <laughs> with geriatric millennials. Yep, that's it. That's the Thank creaky. You. That's the hill that we will quickly, creak, well, creaky, creaky legs, creakily <laughs> climb atop alongside them. It'll be a bunch uh-huh. of us walking. It'll just, we'll all have to get up at the same time. So it'll just sound like a bunch <laughs> of popcorn popping as our bones crackle. And we'll all debate it. Um, and I'll put on my Jinko jeans for it. So we can mm-hmm. really do the damn thing. And we'll I just meet at a fucking so. hot topic. Fuck it. Let's just do it at the, at the food right. court. Um, Let's wrap this thing up. Okay. So Jane's done. And we're going to wrap up the episode. And uh, yeah, that was our best Christmas ever. Uh, and. Oh, and I was going to say, well, I have one question for you first. Yes. Jane, mm-hmm. would you watch this movie again? I would watch this movie again. I think I'll probably watch it with my sister when I go home for Christmas. I'm hoping that she'll be down to watch it, which she always is down to watch Christmas movies. So. Good. Yeah. And, and then the second thing I want to bring to your, all of our listeners' attention is the promise that we made at the beginning of the episode. Um, this year, we had our listeners help us pick our final movie you were given several really good choices and Mm -hmm. you made the one you made and we love to see it and we love you expressing your voices and i'm kind of honestly excited to see it so i'm super do you want to to announce the the winner of our of our poll our instagram poll well so we did as brandon mentioned we did an instagram poll we each picked two movies Mm -hmm. in hopes that one of our movies would um be selected and um one of them was and it was a choice that i made and um i will want to i do want to let you guys know that this is a controversial choice as one person dm'd us and said please 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 do not do this movie but we can't we can't mess with the results the results are what they are and we have to be loyal to what the poll said what are we the electoral college in florida (laughs) political 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 stuff um so anyways we are going to see you next week with a (laughs) widely unknown coverage of the movie a christmas karen Mm, sounds Mm -hmm. solid to me baby sounds solid and unproblematic and uh Mm -hmm. i did love that in the description they do say and they're talking about her they're like a cranky a cranky mean racist woman (laughs) it's like i like that you let us know i was i was nervous i saw that and i was like oh this is gonna be juicy as hell because this is not gonna be handled well (laughs) i thought because i thought like oh she's just gonna be like kind of cranky to everybody it was like i like that they noted they were like no "No, she's specifically a racist person on christmas this is a zany xenophobic woman (laughs) So we are, uh, (laughs) we're hopeful she'll turn over a new leaf, but you know, we'll have to see next week. That's, um, to be seen. Well, thank you, Bran, for bringing us breast, best Christmas ever. Breast Christmas. Okay. (laughs) Um, I had a great time chatting about it with you. I, I, I had a great time talking to you too. 
Good. I'm glad to hear it. And thank you listeners. I hope you made it this far with us. We um, have had a great time and we love you. We appreciate your support. And if you want to support us like a brazier, <laughs> you can follow us on all of our branches. If you want to support us and reach out to us and talk to us and you know, give us suggestions and, you know, whatever you feel you want to say to us during the week, follow us on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook at movies. We missed also threads, even though I don't know how active we are on there. We're but really we're there. active. We're really active. We're there. <laughs> and we will see you next week for, I think it's 2022's a Christmas oh. Karen. <sighs> Check me the fuck out. I should just spice it up.